I just think that whole term, like, relationship goals, friendship goals, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. utter ridiculous. It's just, you know, yeah, it's ridiculous straight off the bat. But also, I think, you know, life is messy and it's mm-hmm. life is not a friend's episode or sex in the city like you know friendships like any relationship can be messy they can be you got to work at them Mm. you know and it's not always like you know and you know you can you can look on social media and be forgiven for thinking that everyone just has like this amazing group of friends they all go traveling together and they all do like bottomless brunches and all that kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) bottomless brunches i don't know i love i love i don't drink so i'm just like what am i gonna do Uh, Tuned in to the conversation. For her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Hi, and welcome back to the Conversation Podcast. I'm Zulika, and I'm joined by a wonderful panel of people to talk about friendships today. So without further ado, please introduce yourself, starting with... Anisha, hello. Um, I was recently a guest speaker on a Sob Sisters episode, um, and was invited back as a regular. I mean, God knows why. <laughs> Yay! Because we like you, we think you're fun. And I am Jenny. I was also a guest speaker on the Girl Geeks episode, and I am back here to talk all things friendships. Yeah. <laughs> and Josephine here, hello. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. So before we get into the main body of the episode, I just want to ask you all, what do you think it means to be a good friend? <laughs> Everyone's like sighing like deeply. Why does that always happen whenever I ask a question? It takes a lot of thought, it's a, doesn't it's it? It's a big question. Um, I think it means um, I'm going to list out a bunch of words because this is how I see it in my head. Yeah. Um, but I'd say it's about empathy and support and compassion um, and struggles and worries and arguments and insecurities, mm-hmm. but also about. Um, having like building up a deep building up something together the same way relationship works Mm. but um on a more platonic version of that where you know you don't you're not like having sex with each other (laughs) necessarily maybe you are maybe you are maybe you're not we don't judge here (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i think all those qualities are like the really important things and the um really important things that you go through with with a friend yeah it might be the same um come in genuine be be your true self um, and just treat somebody how you would want to be treated. Um, not in a horrible way, please don't do that. But just like just treat people how you'd want to be treated. I think um, I think actually not dissimilar to a, a romantic relationship where you both it's a dynamic where you you hold each other they're accountable, but with kindness mm-hmm. and you 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 know you co-create something, you kind of grow together so it's not a friend like you don't collude like this person actually helps you grow and vice versa mm. and you just enjoy each other's company that's it yeah that's fundamentally yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 i mean my my fundamental terms of friendship are loyalty honesty and um being supportive mm-hmm. and sometimes being supportive actually means like giving me a kick up the ass yeah yeah um, and we'll get that into that a bit later in the episode. But um, yeah, it's, it's you know, being supportive sometimes isn't always like telling somebody what they want to hear. And that's where the honesty comes in. Because mm. like, I don't want to, if I'm being an arse, I need to be told. Yeah. Um, rather than just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, your behavior is fine. Like, yeah. it's fine for you to be horrible to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, girl? Like, be unapologetic. <laughs> it's like, no, I, you're actually being 
horrible. Mm. So you need to know. And I think if you respect someone enough, <clears throat> yes. then that's when that's why you want to give them constructive criticism, be honest with them, because you respect exactly. their character enough to want them to be better mm -hmm. and do better. Um, so respect is, yeah, like another big part of it. 100%. 100%. So let's get into it. So we've talked we we see all these things on TV like media friendship so bridesmaids girls trip friends sex in the city girls the hangover there's a lot of kind of friendship movies and friendship TV series where the friendship dynamic is is you know in the press and everything, it's like lauded, it's exalted, it's everybody like, yeah, this is the kind of goal that we should be aiming for in a friendship or like in a buddy comedy movie, whatever. But are those goals realistic to like real life? Should we be aiming for those kinds of TV friendships in real life? No. Like, just <laughs> right off the bat. I knew you. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you'd like nah. to see your face. <laughs> I just think that whole term, like relationship goals, friendship goals, mm -hmm. it's just. Mm. utter ridiculous it's just you know yeah it's just ridiculous straight off the bat but also I think you know life is messy and it's mm. life is not a friend's episode or sex in the city like you know friendships like any relationship can be messy they can be you got to work at them mm. you know and it's not always like you know and you know you can you can look on social media and be forgiven for thinking that everyone just has like this amazing group of friends they all go traveling together and they all do like bottomless brunches and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. bottomless brunches oh, I, I, don't love, I love them i, love them. I don't I drink so i'm just like what am i gonna do uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then it's a bit pointless yeah exactly it's just like, hang around yeah. <laughs> I'll watch everyone else drink. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think trying to kind of measure yourself up to an unattainable and pretty superficial standard mm -hmm. is just, it's not what friendship is about, you know? The, the, the deepest aspects of friendships actually can be when um, one of you is in real crisis yeah. or one of you is going through something and, and you know, the, the test of friendship then can be like how, like someone being there for you and, and holding space and not like you saying like, you know, you know maybe that could also be you know, a bit of tough love, but with kindness, but helping you or holding space for you to actually kind of sort, mm. you know, sort whatever out you need to sort out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it was like the friendship goals, all that kind of stuff. I just, yeah, I just take it with a massive pinch of yeah. salt. And I feel like a lot of the goals they have are just too big, too extreme. Like just, it could be, a goal could be as mundane as just helping somebody get through their day. That's a goal in itself. You've worked together through it. It could be a major problem that someone's had. Um, they've just lost somebody, but the first thing they want, they, they want their support system and you come together as girls or guys or whatever, mixed group, and you all go through this thing together. It's not a big thing like, oh, we need to go on this big holiday. Yeah. Oh, we need to go celebrate. It could be as little as, let's just all go out and get a coffee or let's all go to your house and just chat about it. Let's sob over a film or whatever. It doesn't have to be this extreme, oh my God, we've did it. We've like smashed all these goals. No, we don't, we don't need that. It doesn't always, that's not always an expectancy. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, and like that's exactly it. It's like these small things, yeah. which are things that also that you remember and that go a lot further in the mm. long term. It's mm. like you're building up, you're building up that like building of trust <laughs> or yeah. like a friendship essentially with those little small bricks mm. rather than like oh just an epic trip to Ibiza where, which is still fun and it's still like a good thing to do but it's that it's those small moments yeah. but I've got to say like I think one of the like bridesmaids which you mentioned mm. I think actually does have quite a realistic portrayal mm. when um mm -hmm. Kristen Wiig's character learns that her friend is getting married yeah and she's like <laughs> and she's like oh I'm so happy for you <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like such an honest portrayal mm, of that. And yeah. Even at the beginning, there's awkward conversation when she's like, oh, like, um, I don't really see you a lot anymore. And then yeah. the other friends try to like, dismiss it. Like, oh, no, no, it's mm. fine. I'm sorry. I've just been busy. Like, God knows how many times I've had that conversation oh, yeah. like, and being on both sides of it. And I think that is just actually quite an honest, raw portrayal of it. And ov- obviously the film, like, it is quite like, they all go on a big trip and they all get married. It's a big party, party trip, um, party, party, like, hot, uh, movie. But I still think those, like, the character portrayal is quite realistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. And I think that's probably why it resonated so yes. much with certain girls and certain yeah. groups. And it was such a, like, quite a revolutionary movie of its time, which mm-hmm. shouldn't have to be because, you know, women can make comedies. But um, yeah. But I do think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it wasn't just the comedy. Like, I remember watching it and thinking, that, that is actually, I think, a realistic portrayal of women in their, I think they were in their 30s. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, friendships do change. I mean, I'm in my 30s. And, you know, when you're in your 30s, you know, people getting married, having kids. Like, it's, you know, you do sometimes have these weird, like, oh, you know, all my friends are doing this, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. Like There is that dynamic as well. And I do think Bridesmaids, I think they touched on it. I think they could have gone a lot deeper. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily yeah. think she had to meet someone in the end. I think they could have explored. <laughs> well, that's true. I think yeah. they could have explored that dynamic where it's like, okay, my best friend's getting married. She's still single. I think they could have explored that a bit. But for, you know, for a Hollywood movie, they did better than I probably expected yeah. in terms yeah. of exploring that dynamic. Yeah, I guess because it's a Hollywood movie, they have to have that, like bow tie ending of like yes. of course. getting yeah. the friend getting the girl like that, getting the guy but yeah yeah, it could have gone a lot deeper for sure yeah I mean I think in general with TV friendships a lot of the time the friendship is kind of based around immaturity and poor boundaries yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean like you know Friends for example or even Seinfeld or any of these any of these sitcom sitcom TV shows or movies or whatever it's just like nobody has good boundaries like everyone just walks into Monica's house <laughs> oh god <laughs> Everyone just walks into her house like all the time. Nobody yeah. knocks. Nobody calls her to say, "Is it okay if I come round? Are you even there?" Yeah. If like they all have keys, they're all eating her food. <laughs> they're all just like flipping <laughs> mooching off her, and I'm yeah. just, I'm just there. And I'm, how does she do this? I would change the locks. I do think when I was younger, I used to think, "Oh my god, that looks so much fun!" Like yeah. an open house. Like so, I think maybe I thought that was quite idealistic. Or yeah. Maybe not, not so anymore, but. Exactly. Mm. It was it idealised. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So when you got older, there. you just realised, get out of my house, please. <laughs> I love you to pieces, but don't just walk into my house. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you? None of them ever seem to spend any time by themselves either. No. Or with other friends. Or with other friends. Because you, mm. you could pick friends apart to the cows. Yeah, come of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so like had this conversation before. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> but I mean, leadi- leading on into that, you know, what, Josephine, you touched on the fact that you're in your 30s, yeah. I'm 29, I'm heading into my 30s. And ever since I sort of hit 25, people started getting married, having kids, sort of changing the, the which changed obviously the dynamic of friendship because suddenly you meet up with them and then all they can do is talk about breastfeeding and punamis and like <laughs> all of this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I really, I really don't, I mean, as much as I love them and I want to hear about their life, I cannot hear another baby story. Yeah. I cannot. So, what is how do we feel about that like you know the changing the of the dynamics of friendship as we grow older past our sort of early 20s i i mean for me i think i think in your 20s everyone's pretty much kind of in the same boat like even if people are getting married or even if people are doing xyz you're kind of pretty much in the same boat in that in that and that boat being there isn't so much expect expectation as to where you should be mm. i think in your 30s it's like okay well you're kind of meant to have done this and, and the house the partner the kids 
And we can say, oh, that's society's pressure. But, you know, for people who actually want that, so I've got the house, mm. but I'd love to have kids one day. I'd love to get married one day. And that is a real pressure. It's not just a societal pressure. Mm-hmm. It's something I want. Yeah. So when you are surrounded by friends who are getting married or having children, you know, there are kind of real emotions of like, oh, like I'm happy for them. But it, it's nebulous. It's also like, okay, well, when's that going to happen for me? Like, I'm, mm. you know, I'm all, you know, it's isolating as well because you, your realities are different. So, like you say, when you meet friends, they're talking about, you know, bottles and breastfeeding and whatever. That's not a reality that you can contribute to. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, they can contribute to your aspects of reality because they've experienced that. They've experienced maybe being single or they've experienced whatever. Like, you know, they've done that, but you haven't. You haven't experienced their experience. So there is a bit of a a gulf which can be bridged but it's hard Mm. and I think in terms of films there's a film out at the moment called Animals and about these two I haven't seen it but it's about these two friends women in their 30s and I Mm. think the whole film is about exploring that dynamic that you know what happens when you know women start to pull away from the friendship Mm. and you know start getting married have children you know it's a a difficult time actually Mm. yeah is it a female only problem because this is something I've considered, like, it, it feels like it seems to touch women a lot more mm-hmm. in terms of, maybe because, like, <coughs> the friendships that we form are sometimes a bit, go a bit deeper, or, like, we tend to be the ones who, I guess, when we, like, meet a guy and settle down to, like, pull away a bit. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, but I do wonder. I think it does hit guys. Like, I, where I work, and then I hear it personally from my boyfriend, yeah. um, I... I'm kind of surrounded by guys and girls and I always hear there's always a topic a conversation that's going on like what's going on in your lives and you hear like the guy kind of talk about it with their partner and they're kind of a bit like yeah like I've had this guy Mm. point out just say yeah I feel a little bit pressured and it's not just from family it's from friends because all my friends around me they're like having their stag do's and I'm just sat there in the corner like the only like single guy or just not getting married yet and he goes sometimes I feel like sometimes it's like I want to shut it off and I don't care but at the same time it's like I kind of want it, but I'm not ready for it. Should I feel pressured to go into that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like because guys don't obviously explain things as deep as we do, um, it's kind of on the surface, but they will still say. Yeah. It just takes, I feel it just takes longer for them to explain Expert, it. Yeah. I feel they do still have the same, yeah. they still have the same issues. Like at the end of the day, we all have feelings. We all yeah. have goals that we want to get to, or even if it's not a goal, it's just somewhere that we want to be. We're just all at different timelines. Yeah. And I feel, I feel it's still hard to comprehend. Like, you want to you want to root for your friend so much for the baby. <laughs> and you're like, I want it, but I'm not ready yet. And you're kind of like, do I just go and do that? And you're like, no, let me let me hold up. My time will come. But it's yeah. just mm. such a hard thing to put your mind in place saying, this is the reason you're not ready yet. Mm. Don't jump ahead of yourself. And it's so hard. You, and you still, you'll still support your friends again, but you feel like, damn, I kind of wish I was at that point yeah. as well. Mm. <laughs> like being like... Just, Sorry, being jealous and um, happy your friend are not mutually exclusive events. Like, yeah. you can be jealous exactly. and that's yeah. okay. And as long as you're honest to yourself about why you're jealous and you're not projecting it onto the friendship. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Then that's absolutely, that's like, it's well, yeah, like you said, we're all human. We all have feelings. You, like, it's not going to do anyone any good to suppress that. Um, so, you know, just, I guess it's just acknowledging the fact that, okay, like, this is probably why I'm jealous, maybe because I want it as well for myself, but that's okay. Yeah. We're going on different journeys in our lives and having that kind of awareness, self-awareness and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you'd be, I think everyone would be lying if they said they didn't get jealous. Like, oh, gosh, everyone yeah. does. Everyone does. And uh, in answer to your question, I do think it is different for men. I, I, I right. genuinely do. And, and the reason is because I think particularly if having children, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. isn't that pressure. Yeah, you know, exactly. I know men in their like early 40s 
and I was speaking to someone the other day, I was like, oh, you know, did you want kids? Or do you want kids? It's like, yeah, maybe some point down the line. A woman doesn't have that luxury. No. Yes. Mm, there's, a, there's a ticking clock. Yeah. <laughs> and also the majority of my friends are women. So, you know, a, a lot of my views are quite woman-centric, but... Quite often I hear from friends when they're like, you know, I, you know, I met this guy, but he's not ready to settle down. Like, he's just not ready. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a kind of like with men, they have the luxury of, of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it feels and they, they can kind of say, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship because there's no clock yeah. ticking. Mm-hmm. So, so I, yeah. I do think it's I do think it's different. Um, and I, I do think the pressures are different as well. I'm not saying they're not there. I find it harder to empathise, though. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I I do as well. And I mean, to touch on that, I think obviously everybody's life changes when there's a baby involved. But for example, for a woman, having a baby is potentially career ending. Mm. Whereas for a man, it isn't. And, you know, men still go to work. And obviously this is a political thing in terms of in terms of how much um, paternity leave a man gets versus women, if they can even get paternity leave, all of that stuff. But, um, you know, um, a family actually enhances, you know, there's been studies done on this, that a family actually enhances a man's career, whereas a family is, you know, I hate to say this, it sounds horrible, but it can be detrimental to a woman's career. It can, can, can you know, completely stop it. And also, like, she... women bear the brunt of childcare most of the time. So in that sense of where, you know, particularly in in female friendships or even if it's a mixed friendship or whatever, a woman might have to, you know, she can't get childcare to come out and meet you. Yeah. She has to bring the baby along. Yeah. And then that opens up a whole new avenue of like, you know, limitations about where you can go, what you can do, all of that stuff. Maybe she's breastfeeding. I have a few friends who are breastfeeding and they've decided that they want to breastfeed up to two or three, some people are exclusively breastfeeding for the first year until, you know, the baby is weaning and can be on solid food. Mm. So then you have to breastfeed that baby every two hours. Yeah. (laughs) Think about that. You have to breastfeed your baby every two hours. That completely changes your social life. Like yep. you can't even go to the toilet. Mm. There, there was one per, there was one friend of mine who said, I had to breastfeed on the toilet the other day because oh, the baby was God. howling. And I was just like, I can't, like, I just had to, they wouldn't, yeah. chill out yeah. Yeah. unless they were next to me so I think it sounds yeah. and also it just sounds like but a lot of people don't but I think a lot of people underestimate the difficulties of having a child mm-hmm. yeah. um, I know this is a bit of a tangent but like I like I think people have a child because they think they, it's kind of oh like it's kind of like the next step you want to do mm. it like you feel the pressure of society maybe who knows but then I think as a society, we don't talk enough about actually the complications. A lot, there's a lot of stuff coming out now about how like women and like uh, women and men like regret having kids. It's awful. it used to be such that. a taboo, mm. and now actually, that I think people are starting to talk about it more because they're like, you know, I love my kid and stuff, but mm. you know, if I went back in time, like I'm not sure that was the best decision to have made. Mm-hmm. I think people go into it a bit, maybe a bit blind without realizing um, how much. It affects. It's going to affect their life, like yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. all these kind of. All yeah, these kind of ways. and how it and how it impacts friendships and and as you were, you know jealousy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just touching on that a second, like how have you ever been jealous of a friend, and how have you navigated that? Like you know that maybe they just got married and they're having a baby and you really want that, or maybe their career is going really well and and you feel like, you no, know, I want that too. Have you ever been jealous, and how do you get rid of it? 
I have. <laughs> Point blank. <laughs> Point really blank. I have. Yeah. Mate, yeah. I have. But um, I feel like it's just being honest with yourself and honest with your friend and just kind of taking a step back and kind of assessing the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think there's ever like a cure for it or so-called so <laughs> cure. My whole thing is like I just carry on like you're like you're on your path you know what you want to do in life and you just try and make those strides to kind of get where you need to go um yeah yeah i i unfortunately i have been (laughs) josephine yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) i would honestly say people it's a natural emotion Mm -hmm. you know and i even once had a really frank discussion with a friend once now you know she's she's married with a couple of kids and i was like our lives are so different like you're just not on you know i was saying so like i was going through a bit of a difficult passion i was like you know Sometimes I think of your life and I'm like, you, there's just no way you could understand like the things I kind of mm-hmm. experience. And she's like, yeah, I probably, she's like, I probably don't actually, you know. And she, she's, wow. her dynamic is that, you know, she's, she's married to her like high school sweetheart. So okay. she's never really experienced like being single or, you know, navigating that wilderness, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> she's never, <laughs> It's true. It's true. It is. It absolutely is. Um, And she's like, yeah, she probably hasn't. But then, you know, she's also talked about times when she's, you know, she's got three kids and she's talked about times where she's felt so lonely, Mm. you know? And like, and I, when she told me that, I was like, I I would never have thought that in a million years. She's like, yeah, there's been times where it's like her, her kids all like quite young. Um, And she's got a husband as well. But, you know, she's, she says, you know, there's been times where she's just been like, I'm really lonely. You know, you know, and to the outside world, it's like, you know, she's got this, you know, great marriage, nice house, the kids. And whilst all of that is still true, you know, it's not like it's a mirage or anything, but she has felt kind of times of like, yeah, lonely. And I remember when I was living in Dublin and she came out to see me and she's like, oh, I'm really excited. This is my first time flying by myself. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I've always flown with, like, partners or, like, family. So there's a level of independence that I guess I've had as someone who's been, he's had more bouts of singledom than maybe someone who who hasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. She's often sort of looked at me and been like, oh, you know, you've got your own place, you're really independent. Like, that must be... The grass, I guess, can be always greener. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, Especially if you don't water the grass you've got. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> but I think it's, it was refreshing <laughs> to have that discussion of her and just be like, you know, I just sometimes I look at your life and, like, you just you must not be able to understand mine. And, and it, it, she was like, yeah, sometimes I guess I don't, you know. But, you know, we've been best friends for, like, 25 years. You know, it's just a frank discussion. I think, you know, that's that's the hallmark of a friendship when you're able to, guess, say, like, this is how I'm feeling, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're really lucky to have that friendship, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. She's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it, it, speaking about that, whole like frank honest discussion in a friendship (laughs) have you ever had to say to a friend you know like be really honest with them about like maybe where you're at or where you think they're at and be like you know maybe you can't understand where I'm at at the moment because your life is totally different or even just like pull them up a little bit yeah I think a couple like a couple of occasions I've been on both sides as well so Mm -hmm. I've been the one who's like uh, this is. I don't think you'll actually understand what I'm going through right now because you've never been in that position. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not trying. And I think, but I think that with that, I have to honest. I have to say, I'm not trying to force you to understand because I think with friendships you can't expect your friends to always understand like what you are going through. And like mm-hmm. they can be there for you and they can like try to like understand, but they can't 
necessarily always empathise and you can't force them to, essentially. But then also the other way around, we're like, I've not really understood. Because mm. I think we, we, it depends on what, what your own struggles are. So, mm. like, if my friend's struggles were, like, work-related and I'm just like, oh, well, the answer's obvious. Like, like I don't understand why, do mean, like, why you can't just get there, for example. Um, but then, again, like, mine could be like another like more emotional related but like emotional problems aren't going through but that's as in it I think it's just quite difficult sometimes if you're not in that position to understand but I think knowing that like you're still there to like listen and support I think is like mm. the most important thing and uh, but you could be honest about who, what your problems are and, like be honest about yourself have those frank open discussions about what, why you might be jealous of what some why you might be jealous of what your friend's going what your friend's doing or what they're achieving um but I guess it's also understanding that they have their own ones that are different, their own problems that are different, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it... Honestly, it takes a lot to be frank with somebody, but at the same time, it can be easy. Like, I've had to pull up a friend on this discussion. I've had to just be really frank with them. They were almost pulling a hissy fit. It was over something so small, and my friend didn't want to speak to his other friend who he'd been close friends with for, like, 15 years over the most minute thing it was something about like not inviting him to some housewarming and I was like dude there could be a reason why she could have been going through things Mm. she could have just simply forgotten but it doesn't mean that she's not your friend and he just kind of shut her off completely and I was like nah I'm not having this like you two need to make up and so he wouldn't go so I went out to him point blank and just told him about his behavior I was like you can't act like a child like you two are both adults Yes, this may have happened, but that doesn't. She's not trying to be in spite of you. You just need to kind of, you just need to pull yourself up a bit. And like, you have other people that say, "Oh, why would you say that to him?" I said, "Because he needs to know the truth. He needs to know how he's behaving." I'm not telling him off, but just to kind of see it from her point of view, and that someday you two can actually come together and talk about your differences and whatever, and kind of laugh about this whole situation about just not being invited to a house or <laughs> and just <laughs> laugh yeah. at how small the issue is and not but and like even and it's a bit sad because even up until now he still doesn't speak to her and I'm like oh really I'm like you two were like you two were tight and I don't it pains me because I'm like you two seriously like she's now she now has a she now has a beautiful son and each time we meet up she always mentions his name and she's like I really just want to see him because I have no problem it's all it's all water under the bridge but he just will not pull up and just say I'm sorry, or you know, this is how I'm feeling. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's not easy people. for everyone. No, no, it really isn't. No. It's not. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a sense. I don't know if it's pride. I don't know if it's. It's yeah, but it's like short term pain, long term gain. Like confronting yeah. the issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's like always. Like I have that belief that if you, you know what I mean. Like if if it's important to you and it matters, then confront it. And like if that if that friend is equally invested in you, they will also want to, like, mm-hmm. help solve whatever problem's going on. Yeah. And then yeah, you can move forward. So rather than, yeah, like, rather than letting, like, snowball and then you end up, like, Jeez. not talking to each other after, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, six months. And also, like, I've definitely been guilty of being, like, oh, I have too much, having too much pride and, like, not having that argument. And it's, I've definitely had my ass kicked, like, later on because I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. shit, like, I really regret, like, not saying something at the time or not addressing the issue. Mm-hmm. And, like, now it's maybe just a bit too late or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like having those yeah, for having like frank, open, honest discussions always yeah. I always think is the best way and Yeah, it is. And it just like and if you open up it encourages them to open up yeah. and then, you know, it just sets a good foundation. I think it's difficult to be vulnerable, especially like when you're when you're somebody who maybe you're a bit prideful, maybe you're a bit you have a bit mm-hmm. of ego involved in there and also like when when you're idolising somebody else's life and then 
you have to admit that you're actually you're the problem in the situation. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you know you spent all this time being like, oh yeah, she has no time for me, or he has no time for me, or they have no time for me. How could they not have any time for me? And you're getting into you're getting very wrapped up in this thing of like they should do it for me. It's like well actually no, you should be doing mm. it for yourself. It should be both of you coming together and participating in the friendship equally rather than it being all one person's responsibility to essentially like parent you or, you know, be your sole support system. And and your expectation is actually what's hurting you. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like have that kind of leads me into have have you ever have you ever ghosted a friend because you couldn't part with their behavior anymore? I've ended friendships in the in the past that I've done it. I've regretted it actually because I think I haven't. I've I've done it because it's just been easier and I've been proud mm. and I've and I've <laughs> and I've been like oh they've annoyed me. Like, you know? But it's immature and like these are all things a few years ago. But I think it's. It's immature in it. I think it's because it was, like you say, it was too vulnerable to maybe say the thing, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so it was just easier to be like, okay, you know, to, to get pride from like what I'm walking away, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have yeah. in the past. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's very few things that can't be fixed. I mean, there are things, yeah. you know, there's there's massive betrayals maybe that can't be, but for the reasons I've ended friendships in the past, they've never been, like, massive betrayals, actually. They've mm-hmm. always maybe been, maybe just small things that I've maybe blown out of proportion. Okay. And it's it's been cowardly, I think, actually, just ending it rather than, rather than actually, you know, putting the work to kind of make it right. Right. And even if it didn't work out, and if you tried to address it and didn't work out, at least you know that you tried. Yeah, and it, yeah. and at least you know, like it would have just. I think it's more character building. So actually, you know, it's more the behavior of a responsible adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than just you know, hissy fit out, you know. And yeah. so, and I, and I think about those things, and I, and I do feel a bit ashamed. So I'm like, I, I could have, I could have handled that better. I could have been less proud. Mm. Mm. Jenny, um, I. I haven't ghosted a friend. I've had that happen to me. Um, and I think, for me, I can come about it in a different way. So I've I've obviously, I've moved from, so I've moved from a small town and then moved into the city. So obviously you have your friends in your small town. And then um, after I moved, I still tried and keep in contact and stuff. And I don't know, again, if it's taken up onto the expectations, but like, what do you expect your positions to be in a friendship? But I would try and keep up with contact and in stuff. And then it would just slowly peter out and peter out and gone. And you're like, oh, OK, what's going on here? Like, what's happening? Do I need to have a frank discussion about <laughs> why I've moved and blah, blah, blah? Mm. But um, no, I think I don't I don't know if it's just time or that person just they don't see you as much anymore and they just thought okay I don't need to be in this person's life anymore I'll just gradually come out of it and I think I think it plays a part on both sides to be fair um I feel like I could have gone and visit more or you know that person could have come up and visit more there's never like a I don't know there's, a, there's is there ever a right, right way to go about things I'm not sure but mm. I've just always had that thing where people just slowly I just we just stop talking to each other and there's not like a big argument it just slowly peters off mm-hmm. and you just kind of hope that when you do go back to your small town or whatever you could still reconnect and even say a few words but sometimes it is what it is yeah yeah I think sometimes I mean somebody said this to me 
was somebody I worked for like a few years ago when I was about 18. And they said friendships usually go for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yeah. And sometimes what happens is like as you as you move up, as you circle up in the course of your life, your maturity or whatever, you're, you're leveling up. You can't always take everyone with you. Mm. you. It's it's actually impossible because if they're not on the same level as you, like whether that be like career wise, mental wise, whatever, you cannot actually take them with you. Mm. And that's yeah. that's really hard because like, you know, I've got some friendships where I'm the one being left behind and I've got some friendships where I'm the one leaving people behind. And people have actually said to me, you know, I do feel left behind because I see you doing these things. And I'm like, yeah, but... Here's the thing, I am also, I'm on my own journey to to getting myself, and it's not that I'm forgetting about you, it's just that, again, as, as we said before, you cannot always relate to everything that I'm doing. And so it's either, in that situation, what do you do? Like, do you spend all your time feeling guilty, waiting for these people to catch up, or do you just hope that eventually they get there? They meet you where, where, you're, where everyone needs to, to wind up being. Sometimes you just can't expect that. So yeah, that's... and I guess some, with sometimes what happens with that is that you might end up yeah doing your own thing, growing in a certain way, and mm. you aren't taking them with you. But then it's happened with me where actually a few years later we've reconnected, mm. and it's like we kind of not pick up where we left off with different people, mm-hmm. but we yeah. meet again. It's like and it's like meeting a new version of your friend and with a new version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense, like I always think, yeah, like when you when you grow as a person, there are, are going to be people that you leave behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's quite a nice thing when you carry, when you have friends who carry with you through mm-hmm. that journey and like yeah. the ones who do stay and then you're meeting, it's like, yeah, new versions of yourself meeting new versions of them and mm-hmm. you're growing together or some friends who like part ways and then come back again. Yeah. Um, because it's just quite a long journey that we're going on in general. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think sometimes it's like a necessary part of maturing. Yeah, It's like letting go of some people and then some people sticking around. And you can't necessarily always control that. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. So, like, in that in that situation, do you think it's more of a boundary thing? Because, like, talking about boundaries for a second, when particularly in female friendships, I think that a lot of the time the boundaries get really, really, like, weird. And I think I can think of a few cases where I have almost been somebody's, like, surrogate partner. <laughs> until they until they've then got a boyfriend and then I've just oh. felt totally cut off. Oh no. Um oh. and I think I think that happens a lot in particularly in female in female friendships where there's there's a lot of the boundaries get like really like a substitute. A substitute, yeah, for like you're you're filling in for somebody's like mum maybe sometimes. I mean I get into this a lot, like people mm. you know, the mum friend mm-hmm. thing. Right. Um or you or you or yeah, for somebody's partner and like it it gets into like a really weird space. But then what do you do? How do you, how do you establish good boundaries without hurting that person's feelings? Oh, I mean, I think if you're both as like, oh, how do I want to answer this? I think it can. De- I, I used to have a friend many, 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 many years ago who I was like their agony aunt. Yeah, you know, and I she'd be on the. I remember one time she'd call me and she'd talk for hours, and I remember one time she was talking, and I was I just started tidying my room because I was like I, I can't. 
I want to see, actually, she recognises that I've left the conversation. I came back five minutes later and she Not was it. still in flow. And she had no idea. Oh. And, and so literally, Christ. she just, she didn't want a conversation. She just wanted someone just to like, you know, just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Out, you know? yeah. yeah. Or we'd go out and like, she'd, maybe some guy just dumped her or whatever and she'd be like there just, you know, drinking, 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 like talking, talking, talking. And then eventually I just started to, I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of step back. I was a lot younger then, so I wasn't able to really kind of say like, you know, this just isn't working for me. So I just sort of decided to gradually step back. Mm-hmm. And I remember she um, she got really annoyed. She's like, I can feel, you know, you're not a good friend. I can feel you're kind of moving away from me. Like, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. She got really angry. But I think in terms of boundaries, you know, I think, like I said, I was a bit younger then. I think that would never have happened, I guess, if we both had good yeah. boundaries. So it yeah. wasn't just her taking, taking, taking. It was yeah. me, like, letting her. Whereas yeah. now, yeah. it'd be a much kind of clearer, like, no, I don't have time for that. Or yeah. it just, I wouldn't really attract that kind of friendship in the first place, mm-hmm. right? But I think... I guess you attract where you're at. So when you have yeah. a friend, when you have those issues of boundaries or where you have that kind of codependency, mm-hmm. that only happens for a reason because that's the, the space that you're at mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. you know? That'd be my... Yeah, like you're gravitating towards a person who's in that same sort of time frame as you mm. at that moment. Like, I did it. I did the same thing. Like, my friendship was with a guy and he would always do the same thing. He would talk and talk and talk and talk for hours about, like his life issues and things that's happening and da 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 and I'll just be like, yeah, I'll take it in. And then and then he would just cut off the phone and be like, oh, okay, not gonna ask me about how I do <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You know, cool. And then the same thing would happen the next week. I'm like, and I'll try to say something and he'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, cool, that's nice. And I'd be like, all right, so we're not gonna carry on our conversation. <laughs> we're done with me, we're, we? we're done, yeah, we're done yeah. with me. So I'm like, <laughs> so I had to say to him, like, is this just gonna like it, it's to have the friendship, it's gotta be like you've got to receive what I'm saying. You've got to do the same thing back. It can't just be, mm. okay, I'm going to listen to all your things. I'm going to help you out with your next... Tell me what your next problem is and I'll help you out. Like, if we can share these same things, you, I might be feeling that same way as you do, but you don't know that because you're just telling me about the same situation you told me from last week. But I could be helping you because I could be going through the same thing, but you'd never know because you cut off the phone or you just be like, oh, okay, I've spilled everything out for the day. I'm done, bye. Like, it's, I, it's not respectful, to be fair. I don't find it very respectful. And um, <laughs> I'm still friends with this person. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I I'm hope still, you know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still friends with this person to this day. But it's one that I don't. We don't really. To be fair, we don't really speak as much now because mm. it just got to a point where I did even just say to him, like, I can't take this anymore. I'm like, if you're gonna want to go make mistakes, go for it. But I'm not gonna be the one to be your agony aunt anymore. Yeah. Can't, can't be asked. I just was honest and then left it as that. Right. But at least you were at least you were honest with him and said. Oh, it was getting too much. Yeah, mm. I'm not having that. Tell me about your day, and you don't want to hear my mind. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm done, mate. <laughs> and that's happened a few times for me as well, where I've just been like, mm, okay, so are we going to talk about me and what I need to discuss, or is this just all about you? Yeah. And mm. in that situation, though, it's not really friendship, is it? It's no. not. It's, it's not. using it's someone. Not. Yeah, it exactly. It and it's quite toxic. And some people only know friendship. Yeah from the perspective of using somebody else. Mm. I find it really hard, though, to bring up that... Com- like, when, if someone's having an issue and they're doing this and they're, like, ranting at you or whatever and they're really upset or whatever, I personally really struggle to, like, say something. Mm. And I, I don't know if it's just because I feel like, oh, they seem to be in not a very great mood in a bad place, like, I don't really know how to bring it up, I don't want to make them feel bad or guilty. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, like, being, like, a bit of a 
being want you know I mean like a bit, not, not necessarily a people pleaser but just I don't know just I don't know I find that really hard conversation to have yeah um and like how, how to be honest about it and I just yeah you just end up I just end up taking it sometimes right um and it's something that I guess you need to work on I guess in the future yeah I think we all have that though. We all have those moments where there are some friends I'm really, really good at being like, no, yeah, no, no. yeah. And then other friends, I don't know, like maybe the maybe the dynamic is a yeah. bit different, or I'm a bit more afraid of losing them, or whatever. Yeah. Where I, it's, it's, it's the fear, yeah, yeah the fear the of like fear. not wanting exactly. to ruin. Because it's like you might still appreciate them, their friendship, but then they might just do this one thing that's yeah. really irritating. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. then you're like, I don't want it to like compromise. Yeah, anything, yeah. and that's just a hard bit. It's really hard. It can be really. Really messy. Yeah. Really. Even though we're talking about having like all these frank, open, honest discussions, yeah, and then actually, exactly. like when push comes to shove, it's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I think that's it, though. I think it's about like recognizing that sometimes these things are a lot harder than they mm. like. They sound really easy to do, and then when you're yeah. in that situation, <laughs> it's like. I mean, I had to do that with a friend recently, where I had to apologize to them for um, not being mature enough to admit that. I saw us having this dynamic and instead of like saying, I see us having this dynamic, I need it to change, I totally pulled away. I locked it off. I was like, I cannot, like right now, I was going through something like really deep personally and I could not also deal with them and their stuff. And instead of saying, I'm really sorry, I can't be there for you right now because I have my own thing going on. I didn't, I, you know, I, I pulled away. I didn't necessarily ghost, but I pulled away and I answered less and I wasn't as forthcoming as I should have been. Excuse me, as I should have been. Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, in that situation where you have to hold the L and, like, apologise to somebody, it's it's not nice. No, yeah. <laughs> it's not nice at all. So has that ever happened to any of you where you've had to apologise to a friend for being a bit crappy? I think I've done it many times. Um, I've done it many times to, I did it many times to my best friend at home I love you <laughs> I don't so much no I've, I've done it a lot like I've just had to apologise and be like I'm so sorry I'm not with it I just can't and it's a lot of like back saying back sorry to myself I'm like I'm sorry I can't listen to you because of this so I'm just I'm just I'm about to be a bad friend because I don't want to take any of it in mm. and I'm like I just can't deal with it right now I don't know how the honest way to sit because I love her so much to pieces yeah. it's just sometimes I'm just like I can't break your heart. I just, I just need to like take a break from you right now. Please love me again tomorrow, but still, I'm, not, I'm not with it. Like that sort of thing. And yeah, uh, it's it's a really it's a tough pill to swallow when it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. shit. and as well as you don't want to make that make the other person feel like it's personal. Not at all. Not all at all. Time. Not at all. Yeah, I think I wouldn't just. I, in the situations where I've had to like wanted to pull away because I needed to deal with stuff in my own head, I've never said. I think I've just made, I've kind of made it more casual and just be like, oh, like I've just, I'm just really busy mm. <laughs> kind of thing. And not really, I, it depends how close they are. Like with really close friends, I think yeah. I can, I've told them, I've been like, oh, like I think I just need some like me time mm. and it's been okay. But with other people, with other friends who like maybe don't, don't know everything, I'd just say, I'm really busy right now. I'm really sorry. <laughs> 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 and um, some, but sometimes you ha- you, some, you can't always tell Mm. I know sometimes you have to just if if you don't have the mental capacity to like have some, such a frank like um, admit something so frankly or so honestly then sometimes you just have to like I feel you can just you can you can just say that I'm quite busy right now mm. um, rather than if like opening a can of worms and or have them like 
like asking like, oh, what's the problem? Like all this kind of stuff. Because if you don't want to talk about it with someone, then you don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, the friends I have quite now, I'm just like I'm listening, sitting here and listening. The friends I have quite now, I think the boundaries are actually quite good in the sense mm. that I don't find I often have to say, I have to check out for a bit or I have to... I don't know, and also maybe because I, I quite enjoy my own company as well. So I don't see my friends all the time. There's often like you know gaps, and I, I quite like that. You know, I live by myself. I enjoy my own company, so I, I don't see my friends so often that I'd ever have to say, "Look, I have to pull away from a bit because I need my own space." So I haven't had to have those kind of conversations so much, really, with my current friends. But also, I say the circle of friends I've got at the moment it just feels quite tight. It just feels like it's not a massive, you know, group of friends. I, I know what I want it to be because I've had that before in it and it can be quite draining. Um, but yeah, I think the friendships I've got at the moment are just, yeah, pretty tight and, and nourishing and there's quite clean boundaries, I think. Um, I think one thing I need to learn is definitely how, how to bring stuff up, like bring up conflicts or bring up stuff that's troubling me in a way that... I don't shut off. I think sometimes when I handle conflicts, I don't, I don't handle it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an area where I need to learn how to be a bit more vulnerable. Sure. So, mm. so just before we, we round up the episode, I want to ask you all to give a message to a friend that you think they need to hear. <laughs> keep going girl just keep going like you're on, you're on the right path and I believe in everything that you do and you're going to be so super freaking awesome oh thanks Jenny you're <laughs> welcome babe keep going uh, <laughs> that was for you babe was it was it for me yeah 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 <laughs> um okay I'm, this is okay um I'm quite nervous about this actually <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> No, just because, okay, anyway, I'm going to go for it. Um, I was going to say, like, don't be afraid of the unknown and, like, the decision that you need to make might seem really, really fucking hard right now and, like, it seems impossible, but there is another path you can take and life does not have to be this way. Mm. Oh, I like that message. That's good, that's good. Do you want to speak? I can't, I can't, I can't think of it. None of my friends are in any kind of crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it doesn't have to be a crisis, but maybe they mm-hmm. just need, like, a little encouragement or something. Um, what would I say? Um, I'd say there's a friend I have in mind. I'm just saying I really value your sisterhood. I really value your friendship and your insight and the depth. And thank you. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And mine would be... You are more amazing than you realise, and I wish you could see yourself the way I see you. Aww. Oh, yeah. That's Received beautiful. it. Received yeah, it. <laughs> getting it. You're getting it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we will say goodbye. Follow us at Women of Power UK on Instagram and Facebook, and tune in next time for the conversation. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye.